Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Clip, and today I have a really special guest. I have CEO of Boss Business Market and STEM education advocate, Naomi Thomas, joining us today. How are you doing, Naomi? Hi, Cliff. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for taking time to come on. I'm super excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation all week, so I'm really excited to have you on and talk about some of the things we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So really quick. As I always do, I want to take a quick second to shout out all the fans and the listeners in all 60 plus countries who are continuing to support the same show, continuing to like, share, subscribe, and spread the word about the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Love you guys. And if you don't already follow us on social media, be sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at the same underscore show. That's same S-A-N-E underscore show. Again, Sane underscore show. And then you can find us on Facebook at The Sane Show. Again, on Facebook, The Sane Show. So today we're going to be talking about becoming an influencer. I know something you know a lot about, Naomi. (laughs) And then we're also going to talk about entertainment in the digital age. Following that, we're going to have an interview with you, Naomi, so that the listeners can learn more about you, your journey, and then also some insight into all the fun stuff that comes with all of that. Let's go ahead and hop right into it with the first topic, becoming an influence. So you and I had a conversation prior to the recording about this and it's really interesting. And obviously, you know, you and I were talking a few weeks ago is following that conversation. Obviously I was doing a lot of homework and research on social media marketing. And I was really like surprised by all of the information that I was getting. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me is you got to be able to offer people some form of value to want to even get them to listen to you. You understand where I'm coming from? (laughs) So I guess if you could like, just give me, give me your thoughts as far as being a social, uh, sorry, not a social media, but just being an influencer in general. Yeah, I would say that Influencer marketing, being an influencer, it it is the most valuable way for a person with a niche following to leverage their personal brand and make money. Business Insider predicts that brands are set to spend up to $15 billion on influencer marketing by 2022. So you are leaving money on the table if you don't take advantage of ways to monetize something that you've already built for free on a free platform. So if you have like a following with a high engagement and you utilize social media on the regular, you are missing out if you don't give influencer marketing your trap. So what I do, I've built an organic following trying to be my authentic self. I think that's really key to becoming an influencer is that authenticity. And so my brand I strive to empower women and minorities to pursue careers in non-traditional fields. So that includes like entrepreneurship, um, just being fearless, following your passion, following the path of finding a career in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Tech in particular, that's like my little, my favorite STEM field. (laughs) And so I really strive to not only 
insert and integrate content that empowers women and minorities to pursue these careers. I do it in kind of a creative way where I also, I'm not just spitting information at people. I'm doing it authentically and showing my personality. So I do like, you know, fashion. I have really high quality pictures where I will take pictures and, you know, I'll do like regular people utilize social media that aren't influencers. So I think of myself as a regular person, but I'm trying to utilize social media to to make money off of it. So with that, I will have a high quality picture and then I'll utilize the caption and insert information there that is related to what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. Because I'm, I'm already grasping people's attention by the photo and then they're getting a little bit more information, exactly what I want them to see through the captioning. And then I also take advantage of like Instagram stories and I'll you know, support other women, other minorities, other, just anyone in general that is in the field. And I really like to leverage my personality and highlight that because, I mean, I have my own voice and that looks, that's what makes me different. And that's how I've been able to accumulate a following as I have over the past few years. Right. And, you know, you hit on a really good point because it's, it's crazy when you really think about it, because, you know, we always talk about social media. And honestly, before knowing what I know and even, you know, listening to you, I, I had this notion that social media is not really social media. It's like just it feels like people are anti-social because they're just behind the computer screen. And especially now, all we do is share memes, post videos and, you know, and. And there's a lot of, and, and, and when people do post pictures, it's, you know, they're looking for the likes, they're looking for the shares and the comments and things of that nature. But when, when it comes to being an influencer, one of the things I learned is that you truly have to be social right. and you have to interact with people. And you said it yourself, like, you know, connecting with people because that's what draws people to the influencers, you know, that they feel like they can connect with them. They feel like the influencers have something of value to offer to them. One of my favorite examples, yourself included, <laughs> but also, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, like he's always engaging with people, you know, and, and, and you, you also made another good point as well. Like it's not always posting business related content. It's also posting just things that regular people post because- yeah, well- you. <laughs> right, exactly. Like these people want to know you're human. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you're not and, even hate spots on social media. Right. Because that, that's what you have business pages for. Like the, the right. companies that all they do is just post promotions and they post infographics and it's just data upon data, information upon information. And, and it's like, okay, that gets old and tiring. But it's different when you have an actual person, right? You're like, okay, this person, they're saying something. Oh, they're doing cool things too. Oh, and they're giving me all this great information. This is somebody I have to follow. And that's what makes an influencer. You know, and that's the, honestly, it looks easy when you look at it on the surface. But you look at what goes into it, it, it takes a lot of work. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> it does it's like hours of work as well oh yeah <laughs> I mean it's if you do it right I mean there's different ways 
to go about it, but it, it just depends on how your audience is engaging with your content. So you can spend, like I've spent hours in putting like something together, like a really cool video or a graphic or something like mm -hmm. that. And I've gotten crickets from my audience, but <laughs> I will take a quick like selfie and post an engaging, you know, some engaging content, like a caption. And I will have hundreds of comments and likes and it's like, wow. So it, it just depends on how your audience already engaged. And it's something for you to A-B test. It's not going to happen overnight and it's not going to happen easily. So it's just a matter of how you, the time you spend in and putting into it and how you can adjust and adapt to what your audience, your audience will tell you what it likes or yep. if you don't, like the type of content that your audience is engaged like you can build different types of audiences i mean social media there's millions and millions of people using it and i only have like what twenty thousand followers but there's millions of people out there i could have a whole another page with a different type of audience that interacts with my it's just it's one of those fields that's just so ambiguous yeah. You never know what can happen and you might as well just try. If you mm -hmm. are regularly engaging on this free platform and spending time doing it, why not make money? Get the nail on the head. <laughs> and I can even say from like a business perspective, like influencer marketing is one of the most lucrative marketing strategies. Companies spend billions on ads, targeted ads, like just on ads in general, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, where they boost their posts and whatnot. And you're setting in when you're when you create a Facebook ad, you have to set the parameters. Who do you want to reach? What right. is age, the demographic, location? You're filling all this out, you're dumping a bunch of money in it, hoping that someone out there will see it come across their timeline and click on it and then buy whatever product or service that you're selling. But with influencer marketing, that audience has already been curated by that, in, by that individual. So you can dump all that money that you would spend on that random Facebook ad or Google ad on that person that already has the audience with the exact demographic that you're looking for. And it will be just more valuable in that area if you use your money in that way. I think it's just, it's very, it's genius to leverage a person because people connect with people more than they connect with brands. So someone's more willing to buy into something that someone that they know or they're a fan of co-signs it, they will buy your product or service from that person so it's so important to integrate this within any marketing strategy. All right, we're back. Now we're going to talk about entertainment in the digital age. All right, so there's a lot going on and honestly, with everything that's going on in our society right now, I don't think there is a better time to have this conversation, especially with someone like yourself, because, and, and not really to, to talk about the entertainment side, but more so the, the tech side and how, uh, you know, society has to adapt and, and still adapting to the changes. And what we have been seeing is that obviously the, the industries have already been, I guess, trying, quote unquote, trying to adjust 
but it right. took it took this pandemic to push them and really make them say, okay, we got to find a way to do what we do and do it remotely, virtually, digital, whatever. So me being in you know a podcaster and in the entertainment space. I'm, I'm reading all these articles you know, today, like this week alone, and looking at what the promoters are going to do about their concerts, you know, these festivals, film festivals, and it's just so much. But I, I think the cool thing, too, is like seeing how everybody, for the most part, is making an effort to virtualize the experience and to utilize the technology. Because my thing is, like, look, the show must go on. Exactly. <laughs> and even like with podcasters, you know, I, I used to have a, a home studio, but after a while, I know for me, like once I decided I wanted to start interviewing people in other parts of the country, just like yourself, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I gotta have a, I have a, I, I need to have a plan in place for that to be able to do that kind of stuff remotely. And thankfully I'm ahead of the curve now. I'm not worried about social distancing and, and trying to keep my show going. Because people have asked me, they're like, how, how are you affected? I, I really wasn't. <laughs> it doesn't really affect how I've been doing things. I made the switch a long time ago to do, to do this stuff remotely. And here we are today. So, you know, I just wanted to talk with you about this to kind of get your thoughts on thing that's going on and how the entertainment industry is adapting in this digital age and especially now that we we had this pandemic throw a monkey wrench in things and force everybody to make the adjustment i know it's it's so unfortunate but it's also a great opportunity for innovation with the, among these industries Traditionally, well, over the past few years, a lot of the younger generation or what's becoming more popular is experiences. And it's unfortunate that experiences like Coachella, you know, all these big festivals, I mean, they're being completely impacted by this. But it was really interesting because I tuned into that one Coachella that Beyonce was headlined for. um, (laughs) And like on the East Coast, everyone stayed up. I think I was up till like 4 a.m. watching her performance because of time zones. But wow. it was really interesting to see that one coach. I don't know if they continue doing this after, but they had virtual reality experiences where people could buy ticket, virtual tickets to Coachella. And I'm not sure how that turned out or what the, the stats were on, on the results from that experience. But it was really cool because they had the in-person, the live concerts, you could, it would be like you're actually there. And they had virtual reality like stations set up. I thought that was really cool how they were already kind of ahead of the curve just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder if a lot of these other like big conferences, festivals and things of that nature will find inspiration from those types of experiences. But yeah, there's so much. I mean, the good thing about technology, it, it has the ability to connect with anyone, anywhere, at the fastest rate. You can have a conversation through video. Thankfully, that we have video conversations instead of just audio. And I mean, just years ago, there was no video conversation right. at all. So 
technology has been changing absolutely at rapid paces. So I feel like a lot more technology innovations will, will come out of this. But I really think that like the way that the entertainment industry will adjust to this is like every entertainer, whether it's entertainment company, if it's a personal brand, should have a digital strategy. Now it's becoming more relevant to have one and finding ways to monetize, make money online is becoming more and more necessary out the physical experiences. So I think that really tuning into like the features, like I've been in contact with a lot of different entertainers, especially like artists, like Mm -hmm. rappers, singers, and I'll go to their Instagram page and I'll like every single Instagram page should have a way for your audience. You should be able to make money somehow, some way. If anyone goes on your page, there should be a way that you can make a couple bucks. You should have something on there, whether it's a digital product, a digital download, an e-commerce shop where you can drop ship. There's a lot of different tools that you can use for that. I use Printful. There's also Printify that connects with Shopify. There's so many different ways. And it blew my mind to visit these artists' pages that have millions and millions and millions of followers and have no way to make money except for if they're like playing their music, you know, or attending yeah. their or buying their tickets to their shows. Like they wouldn't even, they didn't have their merch shops up or like a link in their bio to purchase anything. Like, that is is going to become more and more relevant moving forward. And I just also, I subscribe to this one tech newsletter called TLDR. I don't know how new they are, but I just started subscribing to their newsletter where mm-hmm. they'll like deliver bite-sized news information related to tech, science, what's going on to your email. It's really cool because they use like emojis and a lot of really fun ways for you to digest the information and I think it's really awesome that one of the headlines uh, recently was regarding a virtual reality headset that's being released by a company called XR Space and they're launching this thing a VR headset called MOVA and they're creating these virtual worlds there's one that's called MONOVA and I think it's really cool where you can have the headset and then you can visit public and private locations anywhere and meet up with people and participate in activities in this virtual world. So I think like things like that <laughs> will be <laughs> become more and more like a lot of VR headsets have failed, but now like new launches, I feel like they'll have a lot more success because of, you know, quarantine or being more right. cautious about being around public settings. So Anyway, I think that's like the next wave in entertainment and digital. You know, it it sounds a lot like with the Xbox and PlayStation, how there's the little community room that they have and you can just meet up with people or, you know, your friends and, and you can even like meet new people in those rooms and, you know, make a friend, go play a game and, 
do your thing. So <laughs> you bring I up think a really, be really cool. But it would be also interesting to see how like people look in the virtual world. Like if you're able to customize yourself, like if you look completely different, there will be a lot of catfishes, I'm sure. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good one. Whatever you want to be. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now for the interview, going to ask you a few questions, Naomi, so the listeners can learn more about you, the cool things that you do, and get some more insight to all of that fun stuff as well. I love this segment because I love asking people questions and learning more about them. So, <laughs> with uh, the, this first question, how complex is digital marketing? So I would say that digital marketing is extremely complex. Um, it's such a broad industry. There are many different and connected parts to it. Um, I think it's like its official definition is using the internet to connect to consumers. So there are various methods to connecting to and building target audiences. It ranges from email marketing, social media marketing, SMS marketing, that's your phone, data analytics, utilizing SEO for search platforms. I mean, there's so many different avenues and channels to integrate digital marketing or to leverage into your business or brand. So integrating digital marketing, you know, to your company's overall marketing initiatives is crucial. I mean, there's other traditional marketing ways, print and all that, but that's becoming outdated. So right. marketing is the way to go. So I am more of an expert in the social media marketing aspect of digital marketing, but I'm always learning and growing to, to figure out how to improve my skills in the other areas, because it's important to be familiar with all, because as you can tell, digital the digital landscape is rapidly changing so it's important to stay in the know of current trends and staying like ahead of the curve that's very true you know honestly i, I thought you were going to say is it's not that all that complex now that you you know you have a, a obviously you have the experience and a great sense of understanding and you know just want to add to that even though like your main area is social media marketing it just goes to show like how much the digital marketing field has really grown because social media marketing itself has grown to be its own thing. It's a, it's a right. piece of its own now. So exactly. So my next question to you, how have you found success in the space? So I found the most success in the social media marketing aspect of digital marketing with my company, Boss Business Market, we have three umbrella brands. One of them manage social media for personal brands. The other one, we manage social media for businesses and organizations. So companies can hire us as an extension of their marketing team. A lot of the times we found that they'll hire us to, as an extension to offer additional social media support if they already have an existing marketing department or they haven't had one at all or they need to improve it, they'll 
you know, contract us to manage it fully. And then also there's leadership thought leaders, their executive suite that need to improve their digital footprint. So they'll contract us out for um, our umbrella company, First Class, where we manage the personal brands. So when they hire us, you know, as an extension of their marketing team, our teams are composed of data analysts, content creators, social media managers, graphic designers. Like we offer a full team for like the fraction of the cost. Instead of hiring one person to do it all, we will have a full team to help bring different perspectives and people who are have expertise in those particular areas. Like I said, you know, like you said, social media marketing in itself is a beast. So it's important to, you know, you don't have to know it all, but you should be familiar with a lot of the different, you know, avenues that you can take to integrate social media marketing in your business. And then in areas that you don't have expertise, there's always a subject matter expert out there that you can outsource to provide that value. As far as success, like we've worked with multi-million dollar tech companies to like popular news media, public figures, um, and industries that like range from solar energy to health and wellness. Um, There's so many, everyone needs social media marketing if you are trying to monetize your brand online or trying to, there's different ways. Like sometimes companies don't even want to make money off of their brand. Essentially they do, but sometimes their KPIs may be to create a their their company culture or to to communicate their company culture their or build a team a network find creative talent to add on and show an inside scoop of how their company operates or what it's like working with them to build that brand awareness um and then it's, I mean, it's always good to add that monetization element to social media marketing so that you don't just leave money on the table if someone is interested. You never know in buying your, into your products and services. But um, but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. I, I've, I've been in the space for about two years. I mean, just for working with companies itself, I've been working on my personal brand I mean, since the MySpace days, but (laughs) on social media, on Instagram itself, I really started just about three, four years ago working on my personal brand and and leveraging my personality, my voice, my values, and, you know, sharing that with the world. It's so funny when I think about social media years, because MySpace sounds like forever ago, and it's like, I, I feel... Our generation, I, I, it, for me, I feel old. You know, it's like athletes, yeah. right? <laughs> you, right. <laughs> you, you come in like you're young, but then, you know, athlete years, 15 years, you're old. <laughs> so it's right. like in social media years, I feel like we've been doing this in this thing forever. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, um, so you call yourself a stimulus. I love that term, too. Yeah. If you can, you need trademark it. <laughs> I actually just submitted an application for it like a few weeks ago. <laughs> so I am not yeah. surprised. I am not surprised. So you call yourself a stimulus. What does that mean? For those who are unfamiliar with the term STEM, because a lot of people are like, what is STEM anyway? It's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. 
But what a feminist is, um, it's an advocate for increasing the presence of women in science, technology, engineering, and math. So it's any individual that advocates for representation for women and minorities in the workforce. That is in regards to not only equal representation, but also equal pay, equal an equal playing field for leadership roles in STEM, and someone that advocates for equal access to education in STEM. I think that's very important. And both women and men can be feminists. Like it's someone who's supporting this. Um, so you can, I've seen men rock my feminist shirts. Like <laughs> you can be a, a male and also advocate for representation amongst your peers. But I mean, the statistics around women, black women in the STEM industries are very low. It's only like 2% for black women and they're just as low for men as well. So I've been seeing a lot more STEMists or STEM advocates from my black male peers. I've really been inspired by them taking that initiative as well because we need more and more of their representation as well. That is very true. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's why I ask not only and make them aware of what a stimulus is, but because I do, obviously I support you as well, and we need more of that. So, and it's, it's always great to, to look up and see people like yourself out there doing the things that you do and, you know, encouraging, bring, bring awareness and doing all the great things you do to, you know, bring meaning to the term stimulus. So. Thank you, thank you. My final question, <laughs> what's the next, big wave in modern in the modern world that you foresee coming as it concerns digital marketing or social media marketing so for social media marketing i say like on a micro level i'll say like currently the big wave that's like happening now that is becoming more and more valuable in the social media marketing arena is shareable content. And that is, if you've noticed, I, I'm more specialized in Instagram than other social media platforms, but on Facebook, you share things. You can share things on your feed, repost things on Twitter. On Instagram, they since Instagram has been acquired by Facebook, they've been integrating a lot of their features from Facebook onto Instagram. So sharing to stories, sharing to DMs, that shareable content. If you have business insights on your Instagram account, you can click on your individual feed posts and see how many times that particular post got shared. And then if you had just recently posted it, you can even further look into where it's been shared, whether you were mentioned or not on a story. So it's a lot of data on on Instagram and shareable content, the longevity in that content. It's very important to understand when you have like a, a, a quote graphic and so many people are, are posting that to their stories and, sh and saving it in their archives, that stays there. People go back to it and they'll reshare it. Like I'll get likes on a quote post or a post that I shared months ago just randomly because someone had saved that, went back to it and shared it on their story. And then someone else saw it and liked it. Like it's, it's crazy how that happens because I mean, 
your stories feed, you know, it only lasts for 24 hours and your feed, it goes by, you know, after a day or so. So if, if you're not constantly sharing your content and not, and not only just your content, like support other people, like share their content as well. There uh, we go. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's a huge way. But I guess on a macro level, e-commerce is big. So digital consumption, subscription models are huge. Finding ways to create digital products, I mean, that's the wave. Finding ways to monetize a brand, a service, finding ways to take a service that you may offer to on a large scale and simplifying it in a way to cast a wider net is important as well. My company is starting to do that now because we deal with a lot of small to mid-sized companies and those technically mean like companies with hundreds of followers or hundreds of employees and whatnot. We interact, I interact with on a daily basis with solopreneurs and entrepreneurs that can find value in my services than just me telling them what to do. And we're trying to find ways to cast that wider net so that they can get the same quality of service, but for budget-friendly options. So yeah, finding innovative ways to improve the customer's user experience is the biggest wave now like people's attention spans are getting smaller and smaller so like what is the quickest way that the user does not get bored while they're trying to buy from you or what is the least complicated method for a customer to purchase your product or service I mean, it's so important and that's another reason why I want to get more of my people interested in the field of like UI UX design because that's still in tech and you're being creative and just from the UX part of it the user experience the UI is user interfaces that's designing like the what you see on an app what's the what is the the color scheme and the the layout but the user experience dives into the click rates or like how the user completely interacts from point A to point B from when they enter your your website or they um, enter your app to making a sale, um, what is the quickest and most co- least complicated method of doing so? So yeah, I think that is, I guess, the next big wave in the modern world as far as you know it relates to social media marketing. You know, I was ex- I was expecting you to to say like on the horizon as we go into twenty twenty one or even 2022 but it's it just amazes me to like all the time it's just knowing how fast this stuff moves I didn't expect right. you to say well right now this yeah, is because going on. there's a wave so already fast. coming right and it's <laughs> and things like they just you find inspiration from the next thing like new innovations are being created off of what's currently happening. So I can't really predict of what's in the future until you see like the way of like TikTok was not relevant like two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's now w- one of the biggest social media platforms out there. And it's just like, what you have to stay on top of like, what is trending? I mean, things are, there's so many trends, right? Trends is like a very vague word because there's so many types of trends. It's, you have to stay on top of trends. Like you just have to understand like just where, what people are feeding into, 
what is slowly dying out? How can you adjust and pivot your company to stay in line or stay ahead of the curve? So it's 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 very complex. So yeah, your question is <laughs> a very complex um, industry. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, hey, you know, I I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule again, because I know you keep a lot going on. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on the same show and you know talk to us about this stuff. I really enjoyed it. It's always a pleasure talking to you anyways. <laughs> was been, I've been time. trying to get you on the show too, I know. So, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it happen. Uh, really, really quick, before I let you go, please tell the listeners where they can find you because I want them to be able to keep up with you and see all the cool things that you're doing because it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram primarily, but I'm starting to build my Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages, but it's I am Naomi Thomas on all. I am N-A-O-M-I Thomas. That's where I am. And my website is IamNaomiThomas.com. My company's website is bossbusinessmarket.com. Feel free to reach out if you have any questions, comments, whatever. I'd love to chop it up. And thank you so much, Cliff, for having me on here. It's been a wonderful conversation. Anytime. Definitely have to have you back on because I'm sure there's a lot more we can talk about, especially as we continue moving forward in technology and social media marketing continues advancing. So listeners, definitely check her out. If you need her services, you know where to find her. And if you miss anything, that's what we got rewind buttons for. She's dropped a lot of gems. So she's full of information and insight. So definitely, again, go and check her out. Thank you again, Naomi. Thank you again, listeners. You're listening to The Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. And until next time, we're out.